0: What's up Warriors fans, this is the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation, Sam Orlake here, your host. Warriors coming in to last night, down 3-1 in the series, so many people writing them off, Dub Nation's faithful, holding on for dear life that the Warriors can win in desperation mode at home, and the Warriors did not disappoint. 121 to 106 was the final score. In NBA history, teams with a 3 1 lead typically win 95% of the time, but there are a few exceptions to this. One is the Warriors. Uh, 2016 Western Conference Finals against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Warriors came back from a 3 1 deficit to win that series. Interestingly enough, it would also be the Cleveland Cavaliers in that same season defeating the Warriors down 3-1, with the famous Draymond Green suspension, uh, for kicking LeBron James in the groin. So, it has been done, um, quite interesting that, you know, it's the Warriors and LeBron who have completed this feat before, so it's not over until it's over. Certainly, last night's game was a step in the right direction. We saw contributions up and down the lineup. We're going to be talking more about some of the takeaways from the game last night. Um, certainly though, this series is far from over. And interestingly enough, if I had to pick a team that you think, you know, the the more games you play, it favors the Warriors. I think the Lakers are an ideal opponent. Um, comparing them just, you know, to the Sacramento Kings who were and are much younger, you know, much younger core, uh, much younger guys, fatigue, not really as much of an issue. But when you look at LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who are absolutely crucial to everything the Lakers want to do on both ends of the floor, these guys, they don't have as much in the tank as the Warriors, right? LeBron James, 39 years old. Um, Anthony Davis, certainly known for needing a little bit of management as far as playing time and and just ensuring that he's healthy and and able to to stay on the floor I don't think these guys want to go to a game seven and what we saw in in this game in this pivotal game five is the Warriors got a big enough lead that you know the Lakers kind of just phoned it in that they knew that this was a, a a free game more or less but Now, if you're the Warriors, you only got to win two more games, and you feel really good about having that home court advantage that if you can take care of business on the road, in which the Warriors under Steve Kerr have always won at least one road game in every playoff series that they've played in, um, those numbers certainly make you feel hopeful and optimistic as a Warriors fan. And you've got to think that if this goes to a Game 7 back at Chase Center, it would certainly edge in the Warriors' favor. So, one game at a time, it's not over till it's over. You've got all sorts of narratives and storylines about Jordan Poole and his struggles, Clay Thompson and his shooting woes, um... You know, Jonathan Kaminga and his lack of playing time. uh, Moses Moody and his ascension into the rotation and his ability to make big shots and big winning plays when called upon. Um, Steph Curry and his brilliance running the offense, finding his open teammates, um, scoring. Andrew Wiggins and his two-way play on the floor. Gary Payton continues to start and make big plays. Um, Peyton last night was a team high plus 25, right, which just really speaks volumes. actually that entire starting lineup for the Warriors. Um, Steph Curry plus 12, Clay Thompson plus 16, Wiggins plus 16, Draymond plus 13, Peyton plus 25. You've got Kavon Looney, who finally is, is starting to show some signs of life after um, just that terrible illness that that's just really sucked all the wind out of his lungs. And uh, poor guy can barely make it up and down the floor. You can just see how winded he gets. So really only playing limited minutes. Um, just so many different moving pieces in this series, the Lakers, as you know, I kind of talked about coming into the series pose an interesting matchup and challenge to the Warriors simply because of Davis's versatility on the defensive end. Warriors really needing three, four games to kind of game plan and scheme and figure out how to pull out Davis from inside the paint, how to attack. Their outside shot has not been falling um, consistently in this series. That was something that I thought was going to be a point um, of emphasis that was really going to drive forward the success or failure of either team. The Warriors have seemingly been able to get so many good looks Um, from outside the paint from the three-point line but just have not been able to convert consistently as we mentioned Jordan Poole in a significant shooting slump losing a lot of confidence losing a lot of minutes in the rotation but DiVincenzo not that much better Um, and so when you're looking at guys and and what they what option Steve Kerr has, it's been very limiting. And so it was really great to see the Warriors bounce back last night. And I think the most impressive thing for me in the victory last night is the Warriors only made two three-pointers in the second half. Um, 11 threes in the first half, but only two in the second, with the second three-pointer coming from Jonathan Kaminga, basically at the point that the game had already been decided with just a few minutes left in the fourth. The fact that the Warriors were able to do that simply it just speaks volumes to how they have evolved and grown and matured within this series, figuring out ways to attack the rim, figuring out ways to execute, even if the outside shots aren't falling. Curry, again, 3 for 11 from the three-point line. Um, he was 3 for 14 in Game 4. But you still got to find ways to win. And Steph Curry, uh, still an efficient 12 to 24 from the field, 27 points, which was a team high. Um, the Warriors limiting their turnovers to an extent, 14, um, which was tied with the Lakers who also had 14. Um, We mentioned about Jordan Poole and his struggles. Poole was a volume shooter, five of 14, one of six from three, but he did have 11 points and he did not have a turnover. So 11 points, four assists for Jordan Poole and zero turnovers, and he was only a minus one in uh, the plus-minus column, I certainly think that's a win. He was rewarded with twenty, nearly 23 minutes after playing about 10 minutes in Game 4. Um, you already mentioned Gary Payton, who's been starting, and how good and important he's been for the Warriors because of his versatility on the defensive end and able to finish underneath the rim, shooting 4 or 5 from the field. Draymond Green was the most aggressive that we have seen in a long time seven of 11 from the field one of two from three five of five from the foul line 10 rebounds four assists two steals a block we did highlight the five turnovers which is an issue but um 20 points and plus 13 on the night he was the third highest score for the warriors andrew wiggins 10 of 18 from the field two of five from three three of three from the line seven rebounds five assists 25 points um, Wiggins was just a monster. And this was the Andrew Wiggins that we know from last season, from that incredible Warriors run, um, championship run. And, and this is what Wiggins is going to need to do, right? I mean, Clay Thompson was three of 12, two of six from three. Um, you know, Clay shot's going to be up and down. Curry shot's going to be up and down from three. Pool shot's going to be up and down from three. But Andrew Wiggins is that guy who can create his own shot, who can attack the basket, who can finish, uh, rebound, defend. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, the sky is the limit. This guy is so important to everything that the Warriors do. And Curry even talked about it a little bit after the game on TNT. When we get, quote unquote, aggressive wigs, this guy's is the limit for this team. And we are starting to see that, right? I mean, Crazy enough that the guy missed 25 games and just is basically immediately inserted into the starting lineup come playoff time. Um, certainly against the Kings, the Warriors found different ways to be effective and impact the game. And Kavon Looney really stepped up and dominated that series. But you can tell it is Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins that are going to need to, uh, to step up to close out the, to close out the Lakers. And, um, you know, for the Lakers, they don't really have anybody to stop Wiggins, right? I mean, LeBron's big, but he's certainly lost a step on the defensive end. Um, it's it's basically Anthony Davis, right? And so for Andrew Wiggins, he needs to continue to be aggressive, attack the closeouts, take the open shots, um, take those those mid range with confidence, attack the offensive glass, and this team is is simply unstoppable. Um, I mean, it, when you look at what Curry and Thompson did shooting 5 of 17 from 3, um, 15 of 36 from the field, right? And and combining for 37 points, you'd say, how how in the world did the Warriors win this game? Um, and Jordan Poole was the only one, you know, with significant scoring off the bench. Poole, as we said, Poole had 11, uh, Looney had 4, um, Moody had 6, and Kaminga had 5 considering Kaminga's five came in garbage time. So, you know, you're really, you did have six Warriors in double figures, but there was not a lot of scoring um, from, from the stars, right? I mean, obviously Draymond with 20, right? But but that's what it's going to take. Guys are going to need to step up and you've got different guys who can do it. This isn't a, you know, Jordan Poole needs to score 20 points or we don't have a chance, right? If it's not Poole's night going, maybe it's DiVincenzo, um, uh, DiVincenzo only played 13 minutes, but that was, you know, this is the guy's hot, we're gonna play him. And so Gary Payton II played almost 28 minutes. He was plus 25, so good the whole game. Four of five from the field, four of five from the foul line, six rebounds, and assist and a steal. Um Payton was just all over the place. So between Payton and Poole and uh Di Vincenzo, those three are gonna kind of seesaw and minutes based on um who's got the hot hand and who's playing well and and so last night it was really pool and peyton um getting the lion's share of minutes at that at that fifth spot um i actually thought pool even though he shot five of 14 came out looking very much with the right attitude and mindset, you know, after the struggles and the documented struggles and all the media attention he got after game four. And so for Jordan Poole, you know, comes into the game, first shot is a a nice wide open mid-range. He gets a nice wide open three-pointer. He had a couple of nice layups to the rim. Um, Sure, one of six from three. Uh, Some of those came in garbage time. But I think it was great to see Poole with the four assists, the zero turnovers, and 11 points. The efficiency will come. The the struggles have been heavily documented. I know that there's a lot of people out there that are coming for blood for Jordan Poole. Give this kid a chance. He is still young, still developing, trying to figure it out um, in the brightest stage. And he's having a tough time. And when you're not quite an established two-way player and you're struggling on the one end of the floor that you're supposed to be you know, successful at, it really takes a toll on your confidence. Um, And a lot of these shots that Jordan Poole is missing or has missed throughout the series have been very tough shots. When he settles in and takes the open, the good open looks though, um, it's really a completely different game for him. And so, you know, I would just implore Warriors fans to Um, exercise a little bit more patience with this guy. And I think tonight, or uh, sorry, last night was a step in the right direction. Um, Some other storylines to talk about. Anthony Davis went down late in the game uh, in the fourth quarter after taking a shot to the face from Kavon Looney. It was a, you know, there was no malintent from Looney. It was a basketball play. It was Looney going up for a rebound and Davis's face got in the way. Davis was very shaken up. He seemed a little bit dizzy. Um, he would not return to that game. Um, Lakers, you know, kind of hung around, though. You kind of felt like when David exited, the Warriors were just going to go on a blowout. And, um, you know without Davis, the Lakers still scored five or six possessions, but they just simply couldn't get a stop. And so eventually, you know, Warriors continued to score, Lakers continued to store, eventually the game became out of reach just simply because they were running out of time. Um, there was a lot of concern, I think, for Lakers fans because he was like wheeled out. Um, you know, left the arena on a wheelchair. A lot of people were talking about concussions. Um, Everything that I've seen this morning, though, um, has said that, you know, Davis is expected to play on Friday. Everything is fine. He doesn't have symptoms of a concussion. So we'll wait for the official report. Um, But this is, you know, I'm sure as Laker fans are, are aware, Davis is just notoriously known for these questionable tags where every game he's questionable for something. And more often than not, he ends up playing through it. So, um, you know, you don't wish injury upon anyone. So you certainly hope that Davis is healthy and ready to roll for Friday. Um, but I think for, you know, Warriors faithful, you got to just game plan expecting him to be in there, right? We saw this last series with uh, Deer and Fox playing with the bro- with a fractured finger. Um, Demonis Sabonis, the same. So, you know, these this is high stakes basketball. These are professional athletes and and they're tough. And so, you know, if if Davis had uh has avoided a concussion and concussion protocol and all that stuff, I think that's, you know, good news for the NBA. We want this to be a uh a tough, hard-fought series. We certainly don't want any cop-outs um on either side. And so, you know, I'd love to face the healthy Lakers at home on Friday. To just you know, make sure that there are no excuses and reasons for why the warriors were able to advance. Um, and if you're the warriors, you still feel like there is another level that you can play in this series. Um, 13 of 35 shooting from three, the attempts are were certainly down, right? Warriors were getting up like forty to fifty three point attempts earlier in the series. So I think that you like to see the adjustment from them, uh, not just settling for volume threes. It was really Curry, Thompson, and Poole. I guess Wiggins. Wiggins shot two of five, which is pretty good, 40%. Uh, Curry, again, three for 11, 27%. Thompson, two of six, 33%. Poole, one of six, 16%. So Everyone else, though, fairly efficient. Draymond Green was one of two. Gary Payton was one of two. Moses Moody was two for two. Kaminga was one for one. So I like the attempts um, and the efficiency more or less. If it's Curry taking a lot of threes, I think you live with that. If it's Jordan Poole taking open threes, I think you live with that until he heats up and proves that he's ready to consistently knock them down. Um, but if Warriors, hit, if Warriors have a game where they hit 23s, and they limit their turnovers, and they limit their fouls against the Lakers, and they rebound the ball, and they get out in transition, and they include Anthony Davis in these pick-and-rolls, this pick-and-roll action that opens up the, the the paint for easy looks. This series is done. I mean, it's there for the taking for the Warriors. This is simply coming down to mindful execution, um, being present in the moment, not thinking ahead to Game 7, One game at a time. And I think that Game Five was probably one of the hardest games to overcome um, that three-one deficit. And you certainly saw it at times. The Warriors got out to a lead early in this game. The Lakers tied it up. The Lakers got got out to a little bit of a lead. Warriors had an answer. And that was what was important. Every time the Lakers seemed to have an answer for the Warriors, the Warriors had an answer back. And it was typically Andrew Wiggins. Who was coming up with a big three or a big and one, um, and that—that's what it's going to take. Other guys need to answer the call. They need to step up. If it's not through outside shooting, then it's through attacking the basket. Um, it's on the defensive end. Uh, be smart with the ball. Limit the turnovers. And I think you know, Warriors fans are going to find themselves in great position to set up another game seven um, for. The Warriors on their road to the championships this season. So, a lot of different interesting things to look ahead to in this very, very, very critical game in Los Angeles. I um, feel like I could do a whole nother episode about the potential, you know, consequences for this Warriors team should they fail and drop to the Lakers and let the Lakers advance, but I think I'm going to save that for another time. It's not over till it's over. There's a reason why it's a best of four uh, or uh, best of seven, but first to win four games. The Lakers certainly did their work early getting those three wins. I think the Warriors have more than responded with that critical game five victory and... uh we will continue to monitor the situation as far as Davis's availability on Friday in Los Angeles. I would I would love to see Clay Thompson finally show up for his quintessential game six clay, right? If Klay Thompson could show up and hit seven, eight, threes in in Los Angeles and and put up 30 points, and Andrew Wiggins continues to be aggressive as he's been with. Draymond Green and Steph Curry really leading the charge, I think the Warriors would be in a really good position to set up a Game 7 at home. So, that's all I got for you guys today. Kind of a quick episode, but there is a lot happening, and these games are bang, bang, bang. So, not a lot of time to prepare for these shows, but um, certainly love to get the content out to the viewers. So, Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. Please give me a follow over at Twitter if you haven't already. That's at SD Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let's go Dub Nation, and we'll catch you on the next one.